0: See today? Yes, a few. Not me, apparently. Um, so good to see you. Why don't you just uh, turn to the person next to you and ask them what they think they are getting for Christmas. That is awesome. Didn't our kids do a wonderful job? Very cute. Thank you so much uh, for our kids' uh, leaders. And from the bottom of my heart and um, from the bottom of Beck's heart, we want to thank you for being part of City Lights Church this year. Uh, We are so grateful for what God's doing. And whether you're just here as our guest today or you've been part of our church, we want to thank you. For uh, your part in our journey, we are so excited about what God is doing and uh, hope that you have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful break, and uh, we look forward to what God is going to do in 2023. I do want to just mention something. I don't know if you've been noticing what's been unfolding around the world and particularly in Ukraine, and uh, many, many people in Ukraine are facing a very cold European winter, without any power due to the conflict and the war that's over there. Uh, we support uh, some missionaries that are doing some work on the ground, and I just wanted to let you know I'm not asking for money. I'm letting you know that as a church we're going to be um, sending $2,000 to uh, those people. It's a small amount, but I think it's important that we never use the size of the task to stop us from doing something. So... Uh, As a church, we are a generous church. You are a generous church. And so with the funds that you've already given, uh, we are going to uh, do that. And we may do more in the new year. It's really important that we continue to uh, do what we can, whether that little or big uh, in the world. Uh, Why don't we pray as we uh, come around the word of God? Just allow yourself, just focus yourself. Just uh, Jesus, we honor you in this place. We value you in this place. We say you are worthy. We, we take time to celebrate you. We take time to honour you. We put down the distractions. We put down the troubles. And we gather around your word and your person. We pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as we open our hearts. We pray that you would open the eyes of our, our hearts to see you in a new way, in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever thought about why Jesus came as a baby? Like, why a baby? Uh, Part of my background is sales and marketing. I was in sales and marketing for over 10 years in uh, Sydney. I had the opportunity to work uh, alongside... um, some pretty big marketing departments for some pretty big brands, and uh, had the opportunity to be part of some creative and advertising pitches. So they would, uh, we would have these things. We didn't call them brainstorming; we were far more sophisticated than that. We called them ideation sessions. Has anyone ever been part of an ideation session? Okay, it's a fancier name. And then, so we'd have these ideations sessions, and and ideas are are flowing freely and some of them are crazy good ideas and some of them are crazy bad and then sometimes you would pay these creative advertising agencies like ridiculous amounts of money. We're talking like hundreds and thousands to millions of dollars to come up with ideas. And some of them were there and they'd come up with this pitch and you'd be in in a full room and sometimes... You'd be scratching your head. Other times we're good. I wonder what the ideation session in heaven was like. And when God the Father said, look, I've got an idea to save the world. We're going to send a baby. And some of the angels are like, I don't think that's a very good idea. Those of you that who, who knows a baby or has a baby? Who thinks it's a good idea to send a baby to save the world? I do not think it's a good idea to send a baby to save the world, and I think it's a bad idea. One of the reasons it's a bad idea, from my perspective, is that sending a baby is very risky, particularly back then. I did some research uh, based on historical evidence one in every four babies that was born alive passed away. It's incredibly risky. There was incredible tragedy and sense of loss around human life. If you did make it past the early stages, one in every two would die before the age of 12. That's an incredibly risky scenario to send a baby in But God chose to do it. It wasn't just the natural factors. It was also the fact that we talked about this a little bit last year, uh, last week, that King Herod, King Herod the Great, self-titled, he was a crazy king. He was paranoid. He killed pretty much all of the royal household of people that he, uh, he succeeded He killed a number of his own kids. He had his brother-in-law drowned in a pool. He had killed his own wife. So anyone that would oppose him, he would kill. And it was a bad idea because it was risky. It's also a bad idea because babies are not known for their productivity. There's a, a saying that says, don't send a boy to do a man's job. Have you heard that saying? I actually was talking to um, some friends of mine, and they they got this uh, this brochure in the mail, and it said professional car cleaning services. It was a very fancy, well done uh, brochure, and they're like, "Okay, we need our cars cleaned, so we're going to sign up to this service." And and what happened is, this is just a couple of weeks ago, um, they arranged a time, and then literally a father dropped their teenage son who was about 13 years old, to their house to clean their cars. And their confidence level went down. Very expensive cars. You never send a boy to do a man's job. But there's something here that God chose to send a baby. But why a baby? And I believe that part of the reason is what we've been discussing in, the, in this series is that the way Jesus came to the world is the way that Jesus comes in us. That in the story of Christmas, in the story of Jesus, there is a pattern. There are things that we need to take notice of. There are some things that we need to observe because they are a pattern of how God wants us to live, and there are some things that we need to embrace and imitate in the story of Jesus. There are also some things that we should never grow out of, and these are the the things I'm going to talk about today. Yes, there are some things that we should definitely grow out of. There is some immaturity, both as... uh, Kids transitioning to adults, but also in our Christian maturity. Here's a couple of things. Tantrums. Falling in a heap when things don't go our way. We should grow out of that. Learning how to play well with others. Learning how to share. We should grow out of that. Learning how to feed yourself. As a Christian, one of the things that you need to learn as you mature is how to open up the Bible yourself and how to pray yourself and get a word from God that sustains your life and allows you to grow. Those are things that we should grow into maturity too, but there are other things that we should never grow out of, and I want to talk about some of those things today. And here is a headline for my message, is that the baby Jesus is an extreme example of the depression the essentials of dependence on God. Let me say that again. The baby Jesus is an extreme example of the essentials of dependence on God. I believe that part of the message of the story of the baby Jesus is that God calls us to be dependent upon him. And there are the lessons. This is the pattern of how we are to live. And I want to give you four extreme examples and essentials of dependence on God. And we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. I'm not going to get very far here in this first part as I give you the first two. But it says this, Matthew 2 verse 1, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. Let me give you the first two essentials of dependence on God, and these are extreme examples that we see in the stories of Jesus and in the person of Jesus, is that Jesus came with extreme weakness and extreme vulnerability. Do you know that the most out of control a human being can be is as a baby? it is the most that a person is out of control. People who who have babies, people who have children, we have some uh, newer families, newer mums, you know that when that baby comes and you hold that baby in your hands, it is depending on you. It is incredibly and extremely vulnerable and I think for all of us in times where we feel like that little baby we feel at times powerless and out of control who would say in the last couple of years that there have been times that they have felt a little bit out of control you don't have to put up your hand but you can I would put up my hand you would we would say that there are times that we feel that there are forces beyond our control, that there are things going on in the world in our world, maybe things going on in our head, maybe things going on in our emotions, maybe things going on with our study or our workplace that we feel are out of control. They are maybe spiraling or maybe they are on beyond our ability to influence, the outcome, and I would say that most of us would have some of those experiences. Now, what we do with those experiences are probably different for each of us, but at a base level, we would have these experiences where I think this situation, this circumstance is beyond my ability to control, and at times we feel like we don't have the power that we need to do what we need to do. We don't have the the power, we don't have the grunt, we don't have the ability to influence our relationships or our workplace or to do what needs to be done. And so we ask ourselves if, if we believe that God wants us to embrace a level of weakness and to embrace a level of vulnerability if we believe that that's part of what the story of Jesus wants to communicate to us and the pattern that Jesus of Jesus life we've got to ask ourselves why in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 but he said to me my grace this is Jesus speaking is sufficient for you and listen to this for my power is made perfect in weakness my power is made perfect in weakness and therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me i believe that us embracing our weaknesses is for the purpose of God allowing God permission to demonstrate his strength within us, to demonstrate his ability to provide for us. And when we see that in a baby, a baby has no other choice. And I believe that part of what God wants to teach us is to be in that position where we say, okay, if Even though I feel like I might have some choices, even though I feel like in my life there are some levers that I could probably try and pull, in reality, I have to rely on God's strength. I have to. It's an extreme example to say I've got to adopt a position of dependence on God. I can't do this life on my own. Even if you have a good run, you know, sometimes you're like, I've just strung a couple of weeks together, a couple of good weeks where I feel like I'm in control, I feel like I've got power, and then something has happened, whether that's a global event, a global pandemic, maybe that's a war or a rumour of war or something out of your control happens. It just reminds us that if we're going to live this life in the way that God intended us, He wants to be our strength. Here's what I want to say to you. God wants to be your strength. And it's not that God wants you to stay weak. It's not that God wants to see you groveling. But he actually wants to say, allow me to produce a strength within you that is not your own. Allow my grace, things that you haven't deserved, things that you haven't earned to rise up within you. And this is why weakness. The other question we've got to ask is why vulnerability? And here's what we know about humans is that we can have no connection without vulnerability. There is no human connection is impossible without vulnerability. And uh, a well-known author and social researcher, Brene Brown, says this, staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. And God wants us to know that we need to have an open heart. I'm not saying to be vulnerable to everybody in every way. But I'm saying that if you're going to experience the life that God has for you, you're going to have to have an open heart. Firstly, you've got to open your heart and be vulnerable to God. You've got to allow God to have a say. You've got to give God permission. You've got to open your heart. You've got to allow people to speak into you. You've got to open your heart. If you want to create friendships, meaningful relationships, There is a possibility that you're going to get hurt, that you're going to get disappointed. I wouldn't even say it's a possibility. I would say it's a guarantee. Every meaningful human relationship that I have had has required me to be vulnerable and every meaningful human relationship that I have had, I have hurt somebody in some way and they have hurt me in some way. I'm not saying it was catastrophic, or even toxic, I'm just saying this is when people are in proximity with people. And God wants us to know that our hearts need to be open, that we need to be humble, we need to say, God, I can't do this life on my own, I can't just close up the hatches, I can't just say, I'm never letting anyone hurt me. I can't just say, I'm going to do this all on my own power and focus on my own ability, my own discipline, my own strength. No matter how strong that is, it will reach its limits. And the story of Jesus, the baby Jesus, reminds us that we need to embrace weakness and vulnerability as part of a life-giving pattern. Those are the first two. Let's read on. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now these were wise men. We don't know if they were kings. There was more than three of them. They were carrying gifts that we'll see. These were high value gifts and we can deduce from their story that these were wealthy people whose money allowed them to travel and whose wealth allowed them to follow uh, signs in the stars and maybe some things that they had read or heard. We don't know too much about them, but they had incredible wealth that allowed them to travel, could sustain them and also allowed them to be generous to the baby Jesus and his family. It says, When Herod, King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Obviously, we know he was lying. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, when it rose and went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Listen to this. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, And And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for King Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. I want to talk about this in a minute and the implications of this. But first of all, I want to ask you a question. What, What has your 2022 been like? I think for many people it's been a long year. I don't know if you remember, but this time last year, the borders to this state were just opening up. During this year, we had a couple of lockdowns. We had a flood lockdown. There was one Sunday when water came up just to the top of the steps right here. Has anyone kind of forgotten a little bit about that in the length of this year? What about you? What kind of 2022 did you have? Personally, no. nobody that I know well, hasn't had a significant 2022 pretty much everyone that i know well when you get below the surface they've they've had a challenging 2022 what's the last 3 to 5 years of your life been like has it been smooth sailing everything going your way do you know sometimes uh, my experience in churches is is that often our lives, there's some serious things going on and we come to church and we think we're the only ones and we think everyone else's life is going like really well. Probably not the case. That most of us are are facing or have faced significant things, sometimes some really good highs, sometimes some lows, loss, grief. And there's this sense that we need to embrace where our life is not under our control. There's this sense, and even a greater sense, when you know the person of Jesus, and when you learn to live and embrace a Jesus lifestyle, and when you learn to hear the voice of God and take steps of faith and obedience, who here has been on that journey at some stage in your life where you, you would say, yes, in the last like three to five years, I've taken a step of obedience. I haven't known. I've stepped out of the boat. The last three to five years, for me personally and our, our family, we have left security and we started this church as a, as a full-time volunteer, relying on the Lord. Following the the word of the Lord, being obedient, just saying, God, my life is not my own, our life is not our own, and stepping out. And who knows when you step out of the boat, when you follow the leading of the Lord, you allow yourself, you're out of the strength and some of the comfort, and you make yourself, you put yourself in a position when you are weaker and more vulnerable. And as you learn how to follow Jesus, as you learn how to put yourself out there, even to create community, even to develop friendships, and you say, to do that, I've got to open my heart. I've got to position myself for the possibility that I'm going to get hurt by somebody. Do you know every time that you ever do something creative, you make yourself vulnerable. I admire our band and our, our singers and our musicians and our worship leaders because every time they come up they give their all to you and to me and they put themselves out and sometimes we're like oh how was worship today oh it was all right you know and these people have put their heart and their soul you've made they've made themselves vulnerable and so there is this sense that as we follow Jesus we'll actually make ourselves more weak in a way that we rely on god more in more vulnerable in that we put ourselves out there to follow jesus and to create something and to build something and there's this great sense that god doesn't call us to a strength that comes from self-sufficiency and personal power. But he calls us to this strength that says, God, I'm in a position where I've followed you and I'm just like, you got to come through for me. you got to come through because this is not going to work out in my own strength. Here is what we see when we do this, and here is what we see in the story of Jesus, that as the baby Jesus came, in extreme weakness and extreme vulnerability, the next part of this story is we see extreme provision and extreme protection. One of the reasons that I believe that the Magi were sent is to allow the financial provision for Jesus and his family to flee to Egypt. We know that they weren't Rich by any stretch of the imagination. We know that a little bit because of the type of sacrifice they presented. They presented a poor person's sacrifice in the temple. But here, and this is the encouragement to each and every one of us, as we allow ourselves, as we embrace this weakness and vulnerability, as I say, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to put myself out there. As we do that, we know that in that extreme weakness and that extreme vulnerability, God is going to come through with extreme provision and extreme protection. And we need to understand that in the way that we would hold a baby in our hands, God the Father wants to hold us in our hands, in His hands. He wants you to know. He wants you to understand that as you follow Him, as you live your life, that He will protect you. He will provide for you. And this allows us to step in to the new year. It allows us to celebrate. What are we celebrating? We're not celebrating that our life is perfect. We're not celebrating that we have all the answers. We're not celebrating that everything in every area is under control and is all buttoned up and all perfect and all looks good, we are celebrating that we are under the care of God. We are celebrating that we are under the care of God the Father. We are celebrating that we have a conviction that Jesus is worth it all. We have a conviction that when we follow Him, we can step out with extreme boldness, with extreme faith, in a way that makes us weak and vulnerable, and that God will come through for us. I'm going to invite the band back. And this is, I believe, what we need to hear. This is a message for everybody. Here's my prediction. The world is not going to get more safe. The world is going to get less safe. There's going to be more turmoil. I believe that if you're listening, if your heart is open, God is going to ask you to take more risks. He's going to ask you to put yourself out more. He's going to invite you into a place of human weakness, to allow him to provide spiritual strength, to allow him to resource you. And this is the call, this is the invitation that like the baby Jesus, like the little Jesus, that we understand that our loving Father is caring for us that he's going to invite us, he's going to put us sometimes in places that we might seem are dangerous and volatile. But at the same time, he's going to say, I'm with you. I'm sending my angels to guard, watch over you. I'm, I'm going to warn you, I'm going to lead you, I'm going to provide for you. And I want to put some of these essentials together. That God wants us to embrace weakness and trust provision and remain vulnerable to trust protection. Where do you need God to come through for you? What's an area? What does the Holy Spirit want to say? Might be for yourself might be for your marriage, might be for your health. I believe that he wants all of us in this time to celebrate, to walk in the victory that he's gone before us, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, because of who he is. What is it for you? Take a moment. Take a moment. Allow the Holy Spirit to connect heart to heart, person with you, person to person. You may want to bow your eyes. You may want to ask a quick question. Holy Spirit, show me. What pops into your head? What area do you need the protection of heaven? the provision of heaven, the resources of heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.